Welcome to the Happy in the Mess podcast. We are your hosts, Marlena, Sherry, and Matthew. We are therapists and coaches, and we want to share our own stories with you, as well as the wisdom, insights, and tips we've learned along the way. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Welcome to this episode of the Happy in the Mess podcast. I'm Sherry, and I'm here with our resident experts, Matthew and Marlena. Today, we are talking about success in the mess. As a reminder, please like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. I've been thinking a lot about success this week. What is it? How we get it? And how the experience of success can be messy. I can't wait to hear what our experts have to say about success today. Before we get started, let's hear what each of our coaches are up to and where we can find them. Um, Matthew, when to kick us off here? Sure. I am at Matthew E. Morgan. That's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-E Morgan.com. Uh, and I run the Misfit Refuge, which is kind of a place just for all of us neurodivergent folks uh, to get together, um, share some of our struggles, and, and hopefully get encouragement. So people can find me and resources uh, there or at Misfit Refuge. No, oh, that's great. Thank you. Marlena, what about for you? Yeah, you can find me at coachmarlina.com and get some free meditations. I help single people stop desperate dating, start drawing and love effortlessly. Right now I'm working one-on-one with folks, but I hope to be running a group soon. But you can check me out there and book a consult call for free to see if we'd be a good fit. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I am Sherry Timko, and probably the best place to find me is in my Facebook group, it's Date Night Community. Um, I just organized a whole bunch of resources into the guides. So you can go there and like, if you followed along the guides, you could probably solve most of the couple relationship problems that you're facing. So it's also where I hang out. So that would be the place. All right, so let's start with just the basic idea of what is success? Now, maybe this sounds like an obvious question, but I suspect that you guys might have different measurements that you use or different different guidelines that you use. So can you guys share with us what is success? Yeah, I I think it changes. It's obviously a very individual point of view. And the the first thing is, as you were asking that question, I thought like my definition of success has changed even over the years. Uh, for where I'm at. Uh, you know, at one point it was, it was making money or being financially successful. Um, and then there was a switch of can, uh, like, like I had an opportunity to make a lot more money, but it required me driving two hours, you know, a day plus. And so success for me was launching the own, my own business that could be home. Uh, this is prior to the pandemic. Um, so that, you know, my success was being able to spend time with my son, um, and, and jam with him and do those things. Um, so I I think it's a very, there's a, a small narrative of our success, what there might be in that moment. But then I think a lot of times too, success might be, are we just living according to our values? You know, so that's more the meta narrative of success. Yeah, that's really helpful. I was going to say the same thing. I think success changes as you age or just your priority shift. Um, when I was younger, I was very much a hyperachiever and I would go for, you know, the degrees and the credentials and the more learning and the education and the, 
and hopefully money along with that, but not always, but like there was some um, measure of satisfaction with these achievements, but it was very ephemeral for me. And so eventually I realized like that wasn't actually satisfying, like acquiring more letters after my name or what have you. So um, now it's like, am I having a good work-life balance? Um, am I, you know, prioritizing my health, my relationships? And does my income allow for some fun and play, but you know, it's not so consuming my job or otherwise, like, is, are my things running me or am I running my things? So I, and I think for a lot of singles, I just wanted to speak out to my population really and say like, a lot of times I think success for singles probably means the thing that they don't have, like having a relationship and the marriage and the kids and this white picket fence and like two and a half, you know, kids or whatever. And, and like how, because singles now outnumber the married, how that we've really had to redefine what success is because I think sometimes don't feel like they're a full adult until they're married. And sometimes their parents don't treat them as, as such until they're married. It's like, you're not considered an adult until you've been attached to someone else. And, you know, part of my work is like breaking through that barrier, redefining success, because that is not everyone's story and may never be someone's story. That doesn't mean that they're not successful in life. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, for speaking directly to that, because I, I know that you've talked a lot in, a, in different um, settings about how it is hard for singles to think of success when society has this really big value on whether they're successful or not. Mm -hmm. All right. So what you guys shared is that success, in order to be successful, you also need to be in tune with what those values and and what you personally need for success. So as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about our topic, which is uh, happy in the mess. And what happens when success is in the mess? And I thought of a few situations where it might be messy. And I wanted to get your take on how, how you manage that success in the mess. So what I was thinking of is um, success when it comes in a lousy package, like you get that goal, but the, the circumstances are just, they don't feel very good or success because someone else has failed or failure that you later realize is success. Mm. And the last one was getting someone else's version of your success. Mm -hmm. So it's not really what you were shooting for, but it's someone else feels like they have just given you what they think you needed and what they think you were going for. So mm -hmm. those are the scenarios that I came up with. Maybe I should check in with you guys whether you have other scenarios where success feels messy that I, we should add to that. I feel like any of those could be their own episode. I mean, <laughs> these are all big things that we really deal with um, just in in uh, just in our daily lives and, and what we're doing. Um, the, the, the concept uh, a lot of times as we're talking about success might be, um, if I can be a history nerd for a second, is the, the Pyrrhic victory, um, you know, where the success comes at such a great cost that we've achieved our goal, but it's done at such a loss that continued progress a lot of times is, is unattainable. Um, you know, so I think that kind of filters in there as well, but really any of these situations, 
um, sometimes just redefining what we think uh, or, or what it might have been um, is super important. Yeah, no, that's a good example. Well, and I was just about to say, I mean, talking about like, 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 let's talk about that first one, success in a lousy package or, or for me, that it makes me think of like success, uh, having achieved something and realized it wasn't what it was cracked up to be. And, um, and then not really enjoying the place and sort of foregoing the external success of that thing, you know, very concretely, we were talking about for the show, like, I was in divinity school, and I was thinking I was going to get ordained as a priest. And then when I got into that process, and got that education, I realized that that is absolutely not what I wanted for myself and backtracked. And it felt a little like a failure at first because I was being offered the opportunity to pursue this path. And finally, like I finally jumped through all the hoops and I was getting the like uh, graduate education for it. And then I was like, oh, I, I can't do this. This is not in, in alignment with me. And perhaps that is so redefining success in that sense. Like a success for me is now being in alignment with my own priorities and values and I didn't know it was out of alignment until I got almost all the way in. <laughs> Backtrack. Yeah. Yeah. That also reminds me of success when someone else is in crisis. So you finally achieve that thing, but then someone that you really care about is, is facing something and you feel like you can't really celebrate that because that, that would, take something away from your care or empathy for them. Hmm. Now, are you talking with that? Are you talking, are, are they experiencing a lack of success, lack of success because, because of what we have achieved? I mean, are, are they, they correlated where it's like, you know, my, my success came at, at the expense of somebody else, or are we talking that this is something where, I'm successful. They are not. So I don't want to be all like, haha, I'm great. And sorry, your life stinks uh, kind of moment. Yeah, I think it includes all of that. The okay. specific situation I was thinking of was like getting to graduation, but then a family member dies and like having to balance that, like you earn this thing. It was years in the making. But then this thing comes in in the midst of that, and it kind of trumps it. Yeah, that's hard because really, you're the, the ideal thing would be to separate these emotions. You you can in fact own the emotion of being happy and joyful that the graduation happened, and then very sad that you know somebody passed away. Um, you know, and. and you know, I, those can happen at both times, but when you're dealing with different people, different people's feelings, that's where communication really comes in. Um, maybe handling some disappointment, maybe handling some some other problems like that. Go back and listen to the previous episodes and, you know, get some hints <laughs> on that, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Marlena, what, what about you? You have any thoughts about how to handle success when it's also messy? Mm. Well, I think, um, like Matthew said, if, if it comes in the midst of a, a tra an unrelated tragedy happening at the same time, ideally, you would be able to sort of mourn and celebrate in separate spaces or, you know, to, to allow yourself the diversity and variety of feelings that are showing up. And I would also say, you know, when you talk about feeling, getting the success and then not feeling happy, I hear celebrities talk about this all the time. Like Jim Carrey, I think he had this famous quote, like, if money made, made, made me happy or success, like, 
than I would be by now. You know, like I think he was referencing his own sort of depression. Don't quote me on that, but um, it's so true. Fame and money do not equal success. And I know there's this famous Gallup poll study that said around $75,000 a year was like the place where people felt most satisfied. Obviously, this is pre-inflation and pre-COVID, right? So it's probably higher than that. But there does come a point where there's like a lot of diminishing returns happening when it comes to salary. Like after a certain point, you're not going to feel, and we know this now where the research validates this, like you're not going to feel better or, you know, about your circumstances, life or yourself, even if you're being uber wealthy. So, I mean, there, I just find it really interesting. We have tons of research out there sort of looking at this question and trying to figure out what is the what is the package of success? And, and truly, we can't define it for every single person. Um, but I would hate to get to the end of my life and realize that I lived someone else's expectations of success. Or, you know, and I love that question. At the end of my life, what will I want to look back on and be proud of? Or how will I want to have conducted myself? You know, and I'm really into the spiritual woo-woo stuff, as everyone knows. And like, when I listen to these accounts of like, like a afterlife sort of reflections, if, if you're into that sort of thing or what people think of, it's usually not about how many possessions they have and how much money they made. And even as a chaplain in a hospital, that is not what people talked about when they were on their deathbed or very sick. They talked about their relationships 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Not one of them said, I'm really going to miss my boat or, you know, like, I really wish I would have bought this other thing or no. That is not what people discuss when it comes down to your last hours or when you're very sick. We, um, uh, my family, we watched the, um, and I'm going to mess up the interviewer, so I'm not going to say who it is. We watched the interview with Jeremy Renner, um, who plays Hawkeye in the Marvel series after his accident um, with the the snowplow uh, basically running over him. Um, and what really stood out, of course, I'm watching everything with a therapist mind because that's what I do. Um, you know, for him, it was a tragic accident and it's a trigger warning. It is, it, it's gruesome and they're very detailed with what, what he went through. Um, and I, my first thought was, oh, it's great that he had that money to provide all of that care for him. But the, there was that point where I looked and I went, wait a minute, no, like the, the doctors only did so much, you know, and having family there and that support and you know his nephew and sisters and mom and they're all they're all flocked in there and I went wow it's like that's that's what really spoke to me was you know that's what I'm going to assume that's what success was for him was cultivating these relationships and and in fact what happened was even protecting his nephew in the midst of this Mm -hmm. Um, so yes absolutely success is not always what we think it's going to be and not always what we're working for uh, yeah, so it, you're, you guys are bringing in this idea that success is often intangible stuff, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. that adds yeah. to our life and our experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So like what we're talking about, too, makes me think that success is often tied to maybe maybe some people pleasing or some expectation of either society or family or others that we should be at a certain place because these because we're not defining success usually in school. It's not taught, you know, what really matters is your relationships and how you're treating people and whatnot. It's always about what career you're going to do and how much money you're going to make and what is your outside life going to look like. Um, And that is, you know, it's harder to teach the intangible and focus on that too. It's just the thought I was having that perhaps we all suffer a little bit of people pleasing or hyper achieving, especially in this culture when, when we talk about success. 
Yeah, definitely. We've got a lot of those expectations just kind of mm -hmm. built into us from childhood. Mm -hmm. the, Absolutely. Jumped to, so what jumped to mind is the the popular kiddo, you know, like, you know, I, I was sitting down with one of my, my kiddo clients and they were talking about how, you know, they, they, they weren't popular in school. They, they weren't part of that in crowd, even though they always wanted to be. Uh, so instead they found a group of people that vibed the same way that they vibed um, and they got together and they hung out and they nerded out and they did all these fun things. And I go, that to me says that you were popular, <laughs> you know, and they, mm -hmm. they had, you know, but it had written like this was not a success because they weren't X, Y, Z. You know, I was like, no, like you, you found your people and, you know, success doesn't always mean, and especially in people pleasing, it doesn't mean adding up to what everybody thinks or what the status quo might be or, or even that majority. I mean, if you can find you know, a handful of five, six people who really get you and love your weirdness and let you be who you are. And that's especially for my neurodivergent folks out there. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's success right there. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. All right. So we've been talking about success, but we've almost exclusively been talking about success in terms of goals, even in relationships, we're talking about goals. What about success of the journey? Because Sometimes we get to that goal and we realize the journey wasn't much fun. So how do we do mm -hmm. success in that journey? Gratitude comes to mind. I know it's a, a cliche answer, but being aware and grateful of where you are. I remember um, having sort of a, a re-triggering of a trauma when I was in the Peace Corps and they hooked me up with a social worker over the phone to talk to for a little while because I was really struggling and I didn't want to, what they call PCOS, I didn't want to leave my assignment. I wanted to stay and make it through, but the journey was not pleasant. Like it really got unpleasant um, through, for, through that time. And I remember just a plug in for getting your counseling and coaching in, but talking to this person and it really helped. And she it gave me such a simple exercise while I was there, but it really started transforming my experience and perspective. She said, I want you to think of three things you like every day, three things you liked about on that day. And it was so simple, but it started getting me back into my, um, to my environment and my body. And so I would say things like, I really enjoyed the rain yesterday and I enjoyed the fresh tomato we picked and I enjoyed seeing my friends in town and like just finding those little things about my experience that were pleasant started to turn me around and I didn't have to leave. like I didn't have to like end my assignment because I had been triggered and so I just think of like it sounds just because it's simple doesn't make it not effective right in mindfulness practices and being present and so that was just so helpful and it was so simple yeah, appreciation is one of my favorite things. It's so powerful and it is so underrated. Mm -hmm. What what jumped to mind to me, and I'm going to throw a, a trigger warning here as well um, for a um, particularly for child loss um, and infertility for those who are struggling with that and don't want to hear it. Skip ahead until uh, I'm not talking anymore. Because um, I mean, this is hard, and and. The, the first thing that jumped to mind when you asked that question about trying to find success along the journey um, was, you know, even though I talk about my son a lot, my wife and I went through 13 years of, of infertility um, and including one child lost in the midst of it. And it was 
like those were brutal years. Like I think back on it and, you know, with the cats were giving us, you know, Mother's Day and Father's Day cards instead of the kiddo. And, you know, um, we, we found ways it was never perfect. It was, there was always the sense of things weren't the way that we really wanted it to be. Um, and, and for those that don't want to have kids, that's, that's, you know, that, that's, that this was our success, not theirs. Um, but my wife had always just, she had really wanted to be a mom and that, you know, from, um, from childhood age, um, not a mom in childhood age. She wanted to be a mom <laughs> when she was a child, just to clarify that part. Uh, but she, she and I, like, we had to, we had to practice gratitude. We had to practice awareness. Um, and honestly, uh, the DBT concept of radical acceptance uh, of just knowing like that, that path is not open to us right now. Um, and so the, the concept here is, is maybe what's the next best thing. Um, if I can't have success in what I want, if I can't get the gold, can I fight for the silver um, and find the ways to, to do that? not in the sense of ignoring the hurt, but, but in spite mm -hmm. of it and using that to push us on. Um, and of course, as our son showed up, there was a, a tremendous surprise and we then had to change. Um, but one of the things we've noticed is that helps make us really aware of other people. And you talked to when we were talking about success and not rubbing this in somebody else's face, you know, that's, we, we are so aware of the story and we know that there are people who are not at that same point of the journey. And we always try to give compassion to that. And we wouldn't have had that otherwise. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that that, that's still something that you're processing over time. Um, I love this concept of letting the good sit next to the bad. Like that's okay because that's the way they present. And, and that's life, right? I mean, and practicing, you know, some psychological flexibility in that. And like, it's not so black and white. It's not all good or all bad. It is, um, we always live in between those, those places. And um, it really is like a, a discipline and a practice to come back to, okay, what, what is the gift or opportunity in this? Like, or what can I find? I'm not getting the gold, as Matthew said, can I recognize there's just really great silver here? Like, and again, not ignoring, but having empathy. I, th I don't think you can get there until you have empathy for how hard whatever it is you're going through is. Mm -hmm. yeah. I saw a quote this week. Uh, I don't remember who said it, but it was, um, time flies whether you're having fun or not. <laughs> and that really <laughs> stuck with me about this journey. Because I think sometimes I know I get very focused on the goal and will sometimes make sacrifices on the journey that if I kept that in mind, I don't know that I would always make those sacrifices. Mm. Yeah. All right. So I know that there are a lot of listeners who are like me who have trouble celebrating their success. And I definitely was raised with that idea that, you know, you don't, you don't want to focus on your success too much. You'll get a big head. So what advice do you have for celebrating your success? My, my first thing is, is you, you celebrate, uh, it's complete opposite. You celebrate your failures too. Um, you, you balance it out. Um, the, the scene from Meet the Robinsons where the, the little kiddo comes forward and he's trying to like the family puts pressure, like, you got to do this. You got to fix this. And it was the peanut butter jelly machine. Like you got to fix this thing. And he's, you know, he 
just panics and he's trying to do it and he fails and it explodes everywhere and the family's like yes and they're just and you know they love it and i think if we can celebrate our failures right then we can also celebrate our successes we're in that moment of like i'm just going to glitter party whatever happens and it's, it's not a participation <laughs> trophy thing but it's like like you know what this is all part of the stepping stones for that um and i think when we acknowledge all that hopefully that helps us from getting the big head uh you know because it's like no like there were a lot of things that fell apart to get here there were cost a lot to get here and it's okay to it's okay to celebrate the the success of it Mm, I love that let's have a glitter party for whatever's going on (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah but it's sort of bad for the environment but I get what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) not glitter virtual glitter (laughs) yes Well, I also think a celebration is like transition time, like allowing yourself transition time. I often think I've struggled with celebrations too. And I've like gone right into the next thing without taking a beat. And like the celebration doesn't may not be like this giant party per se, but it could be just like allowing yourself breathing room before jumping into the next thing. You know, I know that sounds a little lame, but I just think about, I didn't go to my uh, undergraduate uh, graduation. I, I don't like sitting through ceremonies. I thought that was really like, I didn't want to be there. So instead I booked myself a trip to Italy before I had to go into the workforce. And so I just went to Italy for two weeks with a friend. And that was like a different type of celebration, not your typical graduation celebration. Like I skipped out on all the formal stuff and went for the thing I enjoyed. And so, you know, it was just a nice transition for me. And so I just think about also redefining what celebration might be for you. It may not be mm-hmm. a glitter party. It might be allowing yourself to do nothing for two weeks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love that you went to Italy as your celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a one of those little aha moments as I was listening to you guys. And it was that maybe we should be celebrating our being, not our doing. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And so then it would be, celebrating every day every day we're alive every day we're experiencing mm-hmm. and we are at our core human beings you know and i think up to that point so many times we celebrate our human doings and, and not who we are i think that's a a fabulous take home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not wait to like for the re- i mean like i love the work reward thing but i just want to say sometimes like not wait to give yourself a steak dinner if that's what you want you know like it doesn't always have to be until you mm-hmm. do something right i mean that's the point you're trying to make i think it's like you don't have to wait until an achievement happens in order to be good to yourself yeah and there should be a level of good to yourself that you do because you're a human being so mm-hmm. i don't know i'll have to think about that one more because i think that's gonna that's gonna be one of those that i'm gonna be pondering for a while I think par- parental wounds are starting to show up and everybody who's listening to this because <laughs> it's just like, like how many times were we raised with that? Hey, good boy, good girl. We did this, you know, versus, hey, I'm proud of you for being here and showing up. And Yeah, know. let's just get a cake because so, you're here. Yep. <laughs> Not because it's your, yeah. 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 What a powerful message that would be in, in childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Any last thoughts or tips that you want to share with our audience before we close up today? I like that idea of just being there and being present. Um, with my neurodivergent folks, we were just talking about this this week of, 
like we try so hard to build boundaries and and keep people from sapping our energy. Um, and we were just talking about how sometimes we're too successful at that. And we've built this wall around us now. And all of a sudden, hey, I'm good. I'm not overwhelmed, but I'm also completely by myself. And sometimes that at that point you look and you're like, okay, I've achieved success, but this is not where I want to be. This isn't the success that I want, you know? So it's okay to be present. It's okay to, you know, just take in that second best or, or to work with what's right in front of you, just radically accept everything and, um, and just be there, be present and love yourself for who you are and love other people for who they are. Mm-hmm. My younger self would not have understood these concepts at all. Like I was constantly chasing achievements and what looked like outside success. And now I realize just how, how ephemeral again, all of that is. And so I agree with you, Matthew, it's just the idea of presence and like really enjoying where I'm at, no matter what, there's always something to, to appreciate in the moment um, because it'll pass and it'll change because that's just the nature of things. This too shall pass. Yeah. Yes. So I have a quote to end us out today. I found this one this week as well. It's from Mary Engelbright. Um, Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% what you do with what happens to you. Mm-hmm. I thought that's really, that's a lot of how we get to be successful is really in how we thinking about how we think about what happens as much as what happens along the way. Mm-hmm. That's good. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been another stimulating conversation where I'm going to walk away thinking about some of the topics we've talked about for a while. I hope you will as well. Um, Please leave us a comment or like, share, review. I don't know, all those things. Um, (laughs) um, We love hearing from our listeners. Uh, We find it, it's such a privilege for us to come into your lives and talk about these topics. So, um, reach out if you can reach out to us as a group or you can reach out to us individually all right until next week we'll see you then